When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TFA fam, welcome into the first look at week nine waivers and streams. Going to go over quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back, and then we have some defensive streamers for you at the end. Buckle up. Let's go. It is a little afternoon delight for those who are joining us live here. You know, Kev had the day off, too much Halloween fun last week, and I'm still unemployed, so I have nothing else to do. Kev, uh, why don't you kick us off? Let's talk about the week nine waivers and streams at quarterback, and looks like you're already on from Halloween, and you are in full Bill Belichick mode, and you are on to Christmas. I am. I am. You know, the annual uh, break out the Christmas hat. You know, I had to go dig it out today uh, to get it ready. But anyway, that's not why people are here. So let's let's just let's just jump right into the old uh, quarterbacks we got here for week nine. So interesting names this week, I really feel like that we have here. So we have Carson Wentz starting it off. You know, Carson Wentz continues to play, you know, pretty well for the most part. You know, in real football, he, I would say he wasn't great. Uh, he made some really bad decisions. But for fantasy purposes, uh, pretty solid. So he's completed 27 of 51 passes, 231 yards, and three passing touchdowns. Two to Bay, Michael Pittman, uh, right out the gate. Um, he has now thrown for at least two touchdowns in five straight weeks. He's a QB 10 since week four and takes on a Jets defense that ranks 29th in pass DVOA. So absolutely love Carson Wentz this week. Um, should be a bounce back for, uh, uh, for them, at least as a team. And then I think for fantasy purposes, he continues to roll on. And then, so next one up, Derek Carr, he was really close to, you know, hitting that, 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 uh, that threshold that we have for 60% own. But this week they do face a Giants defense. Uh, they were on uh, bye this past week, but Carr is currently QB 14 in fantasy points per game. He ranks 10th in yards per attempt and air yards per attempt. He also ranks third in deep ball attempts and as well as red zone attempts. Uh, faces a Giants defense that allows 11th most fantasy points in, uh, to quarterbacks. That is also 16th to pass TVOA. So I do like Derek Carr quite a bit. Um, listen, uh, next one up is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, he is 35% rostered. Now, we're going to have to see, you know, this is basing that the fact that probably Deshaun Watson isn't going to get traded to the Dolphins, or excuse me, to the, yeah, to the Dolphins. We'll see if it happens or not. Um, I don't think it's going to with some of the reports that's been out there, but who knows? Maybe they pull the trigger. We've already had one big trade today with Von Miller going to the Rams. The rich get richer over there with, with, with the Rams, but so we'll see on that. So as long as he doesn't, uh, Tua gets a great matchup this week against Houston. He completed 21 of 39 for 205 and one interception, but he did have one rushing touchdown. But this is a great matchup for Miami. You know, last week they were facing the Bills. 
uh, which, you know, one of the best pass defenses in the league. So uh, wasn't expecting a ton. But uh, Houston does allow the eighth most fantasy points to quarterback. And Tua is averaging 22.3 fantasy points per game since coming off the injury. So the last three weeks, he's been really solid. So I like Tua quite a bit. And then you have Daniel Jones you know, on the opposite side of that game. Uh, the Raiders have, have been a decent pass defense, but they currently rank 17th in pass DVOA. Um, Daniel Jones has scored at least 17 fantasy points in four of his last seven games. And they, there's a decent total on this game already of 47 and a half. So I do like Daniel Jones, uh, a little bit deeper of an option. They do play Kansas City tonight, so we'll see how he fares tonight. But as things stand, and then I have Justin Fields. He's coming off as by far the best game of the season. Shocker that Matt Nagy wasn't available to coach. And all of a sudden, you know, Justin Fields actually looked confident. Completed 19 of 27 for 175 and one touchdown with one INT. But he, the, the real crowning moment was he rushed 10 times for 103 yards, um, which is as massive for his upside. The, uh, this matchup against Pittsburgh obviously isn't ideal. But if he can maintain his rushing upside, then I think he's in play. There's another guy I want to talk about was Taysom Hill. Listen, with Taysom Hill, uh, he's on, he's been on concussion protocol since week five. And there, we've seen no improvement. So, I don't know if he's going to be available for this week, but if he was, he's a must add because they get the Atlanta Falcons this week. We've seen them last year in the two games that he actually got to play against them and torched them last year. Uh, possibly, who knows, Michael Thomas might be able to return for this game, but this is a great matchup. So if if Taysom Hill can make it back and they don't trade for anybody, they don't add anybody, even if they did, I don't think they would play this week because obviously Jamison Winston was confirmed. He tore his ACL and possibly MCL. Hate to see it for him. He has been playing pretty well. But, you know, it, with that news, uh, if Taysom Hill is available, you know, they did say that had, you know, it, you know had um, – had Taysom, had that injury happened, Taysom Hill would have been available. Trevor Simeon still would have uh, uh, came in and played in that game, but that's because I guess they, you know, they still would have had their Taysom Hill packages. But he would have started the next week, so we'll see on Taysom Hill if Taysom Hill's available uh, and, and he can get through concussion protocol this week, which I'm not have high hopes for because he hasn't done it now. I don't know why he would do it, but if he is available and he does play, he's a must add. If you had one of those streaming type quarterbacks you've been playing all year, like say like a, a Sam Darnold, obviously he's in concussion protocol as well. But would you speculatively add somebody like Taysom Hill? Like if you had like the, the roster space just to see if he comes through or are you just waiting for, for news and not even bothering adding a second quarterback? I mean, I don't know if he's that kind of guy, but I mean, with his rushing upside, that's what makes him so intriguing. So he enters the conversation with a lot of these other guys and it really raises his floor. So I don't mind adding him, but I know there's been some, some speculation that do they bring Drew Brees back? Do they reach out to Drew Brees and see if he oh, will return? God. I don't know. Um, you know, he, I know he was asked last night on the NBC broadcast, you know, has your phone rang yet? And I think he made some comment that, you know, basically he's, he's happy where he's at, but who knows? Maybe they do. I mean, they have a really great record right now. They're what five and two just beat the bucks. And so I can see them, you know, w wanting to, uh, you know, figure something out here. I can't imagine that they're going to run all year with Taysom Hill because, I mean, they would be kind of dead. So I I don't mind adding him, though. Um, but I don't think he's like a you have to add a must add. But for this one week as a streamer, yes, he would be. All right, let's move on to running back. I guess we kind of uh, buried the lead here. Obviously, with the news of Derrick Henry, looks like he has a season-ending foot injury. And, you know, as, as much as we trashed him this offseason and said, you know, told everybody to fade him, you still hate seeing somebody as dominant as Derrick Henry go out for the year. So that that sucks. It's obviously a big blow to this uh, this Titans offense as well. 
But just to, uh, to, touch, to touch on that first, the guys they have on the team right now, uh, I think Jeremy McNichols is an interesting add. I think we're going to have to see this team, no matter who they bring in, no matter what they do at the running back position, I think that we're going to see this team have to open it up a little bit and rely on Ryan Tannehill and this passing offense a little bit more. And Jeremy McNichols has obviously been the pass catching back. We were worried, you know, or at least it, it was dampering McNichols' outlook a couple of weeks ago when Darrington Evans came back because obviously they spent the draft capital on him a couple of years ago. Looked well in a couple of the opportunities that he did get, but he's already been placed on IR. And since it's since it's his second time on IR this season, he's done. He can't come back. So McNichols looks like he at least has the pass catching role tied up for the Titans. Uh, Makai Sargent would be the other name to to know here. He would be more of a deeper ad, another um, dynasty league ad as well for for Sargent. They are already bringing in running backs, looking at other running backs outside of the team. You know, Adrian Peterson, just my God, just what an absolute dusty, dusty move to try and bring in somebody like Adrian Peterson. So I'm not going to go crazy here with McNichols or Sargent because I do think they ultimately bring somebody in like that. Maybe we see a trade being made. Uh, You know, Kev, I know in the Discord you were talking about – Melvin Gordon, but it looks like that's unlikely. Schefter put out a a tweet with some potential targets, and he had Melvin Gordon on there, but then in parentheses next to it, unlikely. So looks like the Broncos are going to continue running with a two-back set, which can we just free Javante Williams already, please? You know, you you mentioned Vaughn Miller being traded. Just get Melvin Gordon out of there. Anyway, going to go down that rabbit hole. Don't need to do that, but McNichols would be the guy that I would add here for Tennessee and keep an eye on Makai Sargent. And then obviously whatever news comes out this week of who else they bring in. Some other ads here to note, uh, Latavius Murray only rostered in 30% of ESPN leagues. He's clearly been the most effective running back for the Ravens coming off the bye. You know, hopefully he should be healthy. He was injured in the, uh, in the game going into it, did not play. Then they had the bye week. So Latavius is definitely worth an ad here. Uh, Mark Ingram. You know, talking about the the Saints and that quarterback situation, he did see eight opportunities on 22 snaps in his first game back with the Saints. You know, we've seen this combo before. We know he's familiar with this uh, with this offense and with Sean Payton. We know that they would rather not run Alvin Kamara into the ground. So I think we can see his touches bump up maybe slightly and his snaps slightly going forward. So I think he's worth an ad, especially with not being tied to the Houston offense anymore. Uh, Savon Ahmed, another timeshare running back. Gaskin dominated the snaps here, had 24 more snaps than Savon Ahmed did, but the touches were a little bit closer. Uh, Ahmed did have nine opportunities to Gaskin 16. So again, that's that's another 12-team league or higher add. Brandon Bolden, uh, in a discussion as well, has a little bit of a, a role here behind Damian Harris. Some guys just to mention real quickly before I talk about the Philly situation, uh, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack, kind of just wait and sees the the trade deadline is tomorrow for the NFL. So we'll know this before your before your waivers go through. But those are two guys to keep an eye on as potential trade bait. Uh, Sony Michelle, worthy of the ad, he's sitting below fifty percent rostership in ESPN leagues, but he's handcuff only territory. And then just to touch on this uh, Eagles running back situation, obviously I should say week eight instead of week seven, but. The guy that I'm looking to add here is going to be Boston 
Scott. Uh, all three running backs did see double-digit touches. Scott saw the most snaps of the group. It was split 45, 31, and 25 between Scott, Gainwell, and Howard. The other thing here is that's a little shaky is we obviously can't expect the Eagles to dominate uh, going forward the way that they handle the Lions. So Scott is going to be the the ad that I'm going with here, but again, not going to go you know blow a bunch of fab on it. If he's still available after your after your waiver runs last week, he's worth an ad. You know Jordan Howard more of a desperation ad to to me anyway because again I don't think we see the Eagles just absolutely handle games going forward the way they did. But you know we had a couple uh, start sick questions on Sunday with Kenny Gainwell. And I was kind of warning people not to, you know, not to start him. And that kind of came through. He did see the 13 carries, but only 27 uh, rushing yards. He was clearly the least effective of the group there. So that is uh, that is what we're looking at at waivers. Not No priority ads, but, you know, some stashes, some secondary ads to look at. And then obviously we have to pay attention to the Derrick Henry situation as well. Yeah, it's just it's just sad for I mean obviously for Derek I mean Derek but for Derek Henry like it's kind of one of those things like you know not that we were ever calling for an injury for Derek Henry but man the use has just been so incredible. Could that, that could that jog be any bigger? Could that jog be any bigger? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to trying to be a a power lifter weightlifter. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, that threw me off. <laughs> what the heck is that thing? <laughs> Anyways, oh man, um, so. With Derrick Henry, like I said, like it's not like something we were calling something that you know. But with the the high heavy usage that he's had, it, it felt like you know that he's really dodged you know a bullet because he's never really had a major injury in his career, and so you hate to see it, especially at his age. Yeah. He's what twenty seven, and so I believe twenty seven, twenty eight, and so he is getting up there in age as well. But you know, as far as Der- like the, this is just a massive blow to the entire team because their offense runs through Derrick Henry, like their offense succeeds because of Derrick Henry. And so while one hand, I think this is massive for AJ Brown. And I think that he ends up being, uh, you know, I think he's the biggest beneficiary. Had a monster uh, week last this past week. It's really started to come on when he had that slow start. But now, I mean, this is looking like he probably, I mean, the rest of play, like this guy's going to see a massive amount of targets because I don't care who they bring in. It doesn't matter what running back they bring in. Nobody's going to be able to take the place of of Derrick Henry and what he's able to do on the ground. And so this changes their entire offense, the complexity of their offense. I think if you have Ryan Tannehill, you're definitely excited. I guess you'd be more happy if you're Ryan Tannehill owner because now that that opens things up. They're going to have to throw the ball at a much higher rate. They're not going to be able to be be able to lean on the run like this. Because if they bring in Adrian Peterson, who cares? I mean, Adrian Peterson is a bump. I mean, at this stage of his career, he's old. He's not going to be able to do anything. Um, and so I think that that is that is something that, you know, there's no other – there's not many players that you could say that that if they went down non-quarterbacks that would just completely destroy their team. Real quickly before we move on from this, uh, news is coming in now that Derrick Henry is going to have foot surgery tomorrow and will be out six to ten weeks. So it seems like six is on the, the very low end and unlikely. Eight is more likely. But they are expecting Henry back this year. Yeah, but still, so we're looking at it. This is what week? I mean, we're we're in. So you're looking at week nine. I mean, that's pretty much right. wraps up his, I mean, right. his regular season. So for fantasy purposes, he's he's yeah. done, right? Yeah. Um, I, I for for the most part, I, now he's a freak of a human. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he can come back earlier than that. If he, and if we're looking at six weeks, it would probably be right around fantasy playoff time. So I guess if you hold, if you own him, you probably got to hold him. 
you know, at this point, because hopefully you have an IR spot. Yeah. Because at this point, because if you drop him and he was able to come back by the playoff time, I don't know, like you would feel really stupid uh, to let go of him. So, um, you know, we'll see, I guess on that, uh, how that plays out. Uh, I did want to mention, I do think in deeper formats, Ty Johnson, I think he had 18 fantasy points yesterday as well. Um, You know, in this, this backfield that looks to be just him and Michael Carter for the brand. We'll talk about more of that on another show. But, uh, you know, I was all about Michael Carter this week, and you'll love to see when that hits. But And then Jared Patterson, he had 11 attempts, 12 attempts yesterday. Um, so I, I don't know if this is going to be more of a trend um, for this Washington backfield with the amount of touches that he got yesterday. But I would say that that's probably more. Uh, they are on bye this week, I believe. So for Washington football team, I believe they're on bye. And so we'll see how the, how this shakes out then. But, um, yeah. Yeah, as a, as a nice little segue here before we move on from running back to wide receiver, Rollins wants to know what level of wide receiver uh, they could realistically target with Damian with Damian Harris as the trade bait. I don't know. I mean, you, you're going to have to go after a team that is obviously running back needy, and you know, I guess you could target if you don't own Derrick Henry, uh, you could go after the Derrick Henry owner because they are going to be much more desperate now than anybody um, with, with that. But you're probably looking at more of like a wide receiver three. Uh, you're not getting some, you know, top end guy. Like, and you're probably not even getting like a Michael Pittman who has started to go off, you know, um, guys like that. Like, I don't think he's in the conversation. I think you probably, maybe like a Chase Claypool wouldn't be a bad option to go after. Um, I, I think he would be somebody that I, that I would definitely have some interest in um, just off the top of my head. I, you know, I don't, without a list in front of me of guys that I can really think of, but Maybe like a Jerry Judy. Yeah. Jerry Judy, I think could also be an option, but I would first and foremost, I would go after the Derrick Henry guy, uh, whoever has Derrick Henry, if, as long as you don't have Derrick Henry. T Higgins. Yeah. He said, okay. Yeah. T Higgins. Love that. He actually said my owner at T Higgins. So yeah, I actually like that a lot. So I think yeah, he could actually target. do that as well. Then one more trade here. Uh, and then Raylan, we'll, we'll get to your, your question here at the end. The owner of Henry has Dak, wants to trade me Dak for CPAT. Cole has Kyler, so needs a, a quarterback while he's out for the next week or so. Kamara Swift, Henderson, you know, solid at running back, so doesn't really need CPAT. Is that a uh, is that a, a, a move that you would make? No, and this is why, because I get it that, but like Kyler Murray, I mean, Kyler Murray may even play this week. Right, like I, we don't. It's gonna be like a one to three. Yeah, I mean, you, it's it's possible he could play this week, but even if he's not, even if he's out, let's say, two, uh, you know, this week and he, and he comes back, because he's gonna get the extra time with the injury happening on Thursday, so it gave him a, it's gonna give him a little extra time to be ready. Um, I just don't like trading for quarterbacks, um, because once he comes back, then what are you doing? I mean, you have Dak and, and Kyler uh, clogging up your roster, right? And then we have trade deadline for fantasy coming up as well. And so, yep. like, I think I would just stream, like, and you know, Cordell Patterson is yeah. not going going away. He's going to continue, especially to with Ridley stepping away. Yes, and so I, I would just hold, or I would trade for something different. Like, don't trade for a quarterback. Stream. There's, there's got to be more than enough quarterbacks out there that you can stream on a weekly basis. Yeah, I agree. And then you know, that running boot, running boot, running back group is strong right now. But, I mean, that was supposed to be a smash week for Swift, and they couldn't get anything out of him. So it only takes one injury, and then all of a sudden now you're not as strong at, at running back. So I would keep 
Corderell and uh, and like Kev said, just stream the position. But Kev, let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receivers for Week Nine. Who do you got there? Who are you looking at for ads at the position? Yeah, so start off, you know, kind of a couple guys that I think are more uh, must-add guys versus uh, the, the rest. Uh, I'm going to start with Brandon Ayuk. He's He is rostered in 51% uh, of leagues. Uh, he had four receptions on seven targets for 45 yards and a two-point conversion. Now, it wasn't a great fantasy day with 10.5 PPR points. Um, this is why I've been kind of saying with him that I feel like people should definitely be holding him if you have him. If you don't, I think he should be rostered. Eventually, he's going to turn it around. And, you know, the seven targets was the most encouraging to me. He had a 25% target share in this game as well. And this was probably the best that we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo look as well. Um, now, I will mention that George Kittle is likely to return in week nine. So that could affect his target share. But eventually, they have to get this guy going. And they've been talking about, you know, him. And he's been looking a little bit better. And he's kind of each week has gotten a little bit more activated. And I think that responded with that with the seven targets that he saw. And so... You know, in, in 12 team and above, like I think Brandon Ayuk, if he's sitting out there, I would definitely look to Adam. Next guy up is, is more widely available than Brandon Ayuk, and that's Devontae Parker. Only roster in 35% of leagues. Uh, week eight, he had eight receptions, 11 targets, 85 yards. Uh, did not find the end zone, but he still had 16 and a half PPR points. And he had a 28.2% target share, was second in the team in targets, only behind Jalen Waddell. And he has at least seven targets in every single game this year. So the volume is definitely there. And they get a fantastic matchup against Houston this week. And whatever they do at quarterback, whether they stick with Tua or they go to Deshaun Watson, uh, things are going to be looking up there. Now, you know, we'll see when Will Fuller comes back as well, back into the fold. Uh, he should be coming back here before too long as well. So one thing I'll also say, and I know we're not on the tight ends, but if I had Mike Kosicki right now, I would seriously be considering trading him. Because when they get all these guys back, uh, we kind of saw it this past week. He got bailed out a little bit. He did not have the same monster game that we saw before. But with, with so many teams needing uh, tight ends, once Will Fuller returns as well with Devontae Parker healthy and Jalen Waddle, there's just not going to be enough volume to go around for uh, Mike Kosicki to maintain the, the pace that he's been on this year. So uh, that is a move that I would be looking to make as well. Darnell Mooney, 48% uh, rostered. Six for six receptions on nine targets, 64 yards, no touchdowns, 12.4 PPR points. But he did have another, you know, 25% target share. Uh, he has double digit fantasy points in four of his last seven games. He has 32.9% of the market share of the air yards in this offense. Now, I get it. This offense hasn't been as fantastic. Um, uh, this was by far the best performance we've seen. Now, next week, they get a tough matchup against Pittsburgh. But Darnell Mooney looks like to be the only wide receiver that's really locked in with, with Justin Fields. It ain't Allen Robinson. I know that Allen Robinson just continues to uh, just squander away. Uh, hopefully, uh. hopefully they trade Allen Robinson. That's what I'm hoping happens between now and tomorrow, but I don't have great Please. hopes because Chicago is terrible, but Darnell Mooney looks like the only guy with bye weeks and everything else that's going on. Darnell Mooney continues to make for a pretty solid flex options on most weeks. And then the rest of the guys, I think, here, Rashad Bateman, I'm shocked that he's still uh, sub 30% rostered in leagues. Like he, I know he was on by this past week, but he deserves to be rostered, I think, at 100% of leagues. You know, with this offense, we've talked about how Baltimore has thrown the ball more at a higher at a higher rate than they have in years past. And Rashad Bateman stepped right in and just took right over. And so I think he is a viable, viable wide receiver three or four every single week moving forward. So he is he is probably one of my one of my top ads. Um, if not, you know, if, if you are good at running back and you need a wide receiver and Rashad Bateman sitting out there, I'm adding him for sure. 
I'm spending a decent amount of fab. I am, I am, I would spend a, a number one waiver ad on him because I think he could definitely explode over the second half of the season. So, and then from there, Jamison Crowder, you know, had, you know, obviously, you know, Mike White was a thing uh, yesterday, beating the Cincinnati Bengals, threw for what? Three four hundred yards in that game as they pulled off the win, but you know Crowder oh, rostered an eighteen percent of leagues, but he's only a PPR only guy for me. Um, he hauled it eight of nine for eighty four yards, finished second in targets, only behind Michael Carter. Love to see it. Uh, takes on a vulnerable Colts secondary in Week Nine, so I do kind of like him. But it sounds like Mike White's going to be the starter here uh, moving forward while Zach Wilson is hurt, and then uh, a couple other guys here. You know uh, Christian Kirk. Russell Gage, you know, with with um, with Calvin Ridley stepping away from football essentially here in this, uh, you know, uh, for this team, I don't know when he's going to come back. He may not even come back this year. I don't know. Um, it's kind of an odd situation uh, here with him uh, with while he's dealing with this whatever personal matter he has to deal with. But Russell Gage now becomes like the wide receiver one in this offense. I know he did absolutely nothing yesterday, but I think moving forward in PPR formats, Russell Gage does make some sense. And then Jamal Agnew, you know. I kept not like after last week. I was like, I'm not going to talk about this guy. This guy's nothing to talk about. But I mean, I guess we got to follow the targets here because yeah. Jamal Agnew has three straight weeks of double-digit fantasy points, and he had 12 targets this past week. <laughs> Excuse me, six receptions on 12 targets for 38 yards and a touchdown for Jamal Agnew. He continues to produce. I don't think he's a must-add by any stretch of the imagination. But if he's going to continue to be this involved in this offense, it's like Lavisca Chenault doesn't even exist. Like, hey, we got this guy, LaVisca, but we know we're, we're not going to use him because we're going to use fucking Jamal Agnew, whatever. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Urban Meyer's an idiot. Anyways, that's so what all <laughs> Agnew deserves to be rostered. And we did get good news as well about, uh, about James Robinson. We thought maybe he had a serious injury, but they said today that it's much, it's not really anything to really be concerned with. And he, and he might even play this upcoming week. So um, I did want to mention that. But Elijah Moore, listen, uh, we've kind of been waiting for him to pop. He he finally had his best game, six for uh, six receptions on six targets, sixty four yards. I think he's viable. Rondell Moore is hard to trust on a week to week basis. And then you have these other guys: Van Jefferson, Tyler Johnson, Nico Collins, Amon Ross, Brown. None of those guys have incredibly high ceilings, but I think in a pinch on a week, uh, on, on, if you have waivers or you have somebody, some guys that are hurt or whatever, I think they're a viable option. Tyler Johnson actually had six catches, 64 yards on six targets. So while Antonio Brown is out, he's going to remain the wide receiver three in this offense with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So don't mind uh, Tyler Johnson adding him while uh, Antonio Brown is out. And then some deep league guys, just kind of the same guys every week. Uh, Brian Edwards, I could have probably put him over in the 12-team league ad. But I think when Darren Waller comes back, I think, you know, he fell a bump in targets uh, the previous week while Darren Waller was out. But I would expect Darren Waller to be back. So, Yeah, and then uh, Olamide uh, Zacchaeus as well with in deep leagues with, uh, with Calvin Ridley stepping away. But let's go ahead and move on to tight end, and then we'll wrap things up with defense, and then we'll get to the questions that are chilling in the chat right now. If you're looking for someone to pick up and hold 
through the next couple of weeks. You're not just looking for a, a one-week streamer. I'm going with Tyler Conklin and Patty Fryermuth here to lead things off. Uh, I would lean Tyler Conklin just because the matchup this week gets a, uh, gets a matchup against the Ravens. Should be a situation where you know Zimmer's hand is forced and we see the Vikings have to pass a little more often. In this game, uh, just last night against Dallas, he saw seven targets, which is actually uh, only second behind Adam Thielen. He saw nine. So like I said, after uh, after this week with the Ravens, I, I like Tyler Conklin going forward as well. If you need someone in this kind of range, gets matchups with Chargers, Green Bay, San Fran, and Detroit. And Patty Fryermuth on the other side, you know, you love to see the Penn State great come down with that sick tight, uh, that sick touchdown catch. Has a matchup with Chicago this week. Isn't great. Chicago's actually allowing the second fewest half PPR uh, points per game to the position. But after that, it really opens up. Detroit, Chargers, Cincy, Ravens, Vikings, and Titans over the next uh, several games for Patty Fry. Then if you're just looking for one-week streamers, looking at Evan Ingram and CJ Uzama, uh, for Ingram, after he's returned since week three, he is tied for seventh among tight ends with uh, most routes run, tied for 10th in targets, ninth in receptions. But the reason we're not talking about him and the reason why he's not more widely owned is he's down at 16th in targets and has no touchdowns. So obviously that's really hurting his output. The numbers there, you know, in terms of his usage, they, they are there. Routes run, everything is there. Beggars can't be choosers at the tight end position. So Evan Ingram, you know, he's worth a dart throw. And then CJ Uzuma is kind of the opposite of Evan Ingram, right? Still there with a bunch of route, routes run. Ingram is seeing way more opportunity. I think uh, CJ Uzuma in that same time is down at like 16th in targets. But CJ is seeing, you know, the, the yards, he's seeing the touchdowns, gets a matchup against Cleveland, but then they are on by. So I'm not looking to, you know, pick up and hold CJ Uzuma. I think, you know, despite some of his strong output in recent weeks, he is still in the waiver only type of, I mean, uh, the stream only type of uh, position here for tight ends. And then just to touch on a couple of a couple of defenses to look at for week nine. Uh, Cowboys, they get a home matchup against Denver. Uh, one thing to monitor here is Siobhan Diggs. He did have a, a an ankle injury, I believe, did uh, come out of that game. So it wouldn't be as juicy. But, you know, with Denver selling off some pieces with Vaughn Miller, obviously they are not uh, expecting to really compete this year. So, and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater. It's not something that, you know, we're fading or, you know, afraid of that matchup. So I think the Cowboys make some sense. And if you need a deeper option, uh, looking at Miami, after they, you know, started looking like they were a complete sieve on defense, they did a pretty good job of keeping Buffalo in check in this game. And now they get a matchup against Houston. So even if, you know, Tyron is back, like whatever, it doesn't matter. The only thing they're going to have to worry about is, uh, is Brandon Cook. So, you know, Miami in this spot could be a decent streaming option. And then the Chargers are pretty uh, pretty widely available as well. Let's go back up and get some of these questions. Raylan wanted to know a little while ago if we should be streaming uh, Jones or Carr. I think you talked about both of them in, uh, in, in your waivers. So is there anyone – you know, are you leaning toward either of those guys this week? 
Yep. Uh, for me, for me, it's uh, it, it would be definitely Derek Carr. I just think he's better suited, better opportunities here, um, and I think it's a better matchup. The the Giants' defense uh, has been uh, not great, and so uh, I definitely think that would be Derek Carr, that the guy that I w- that I would most likely want. Um, I, I do want to mention too, uh, while you were uh, that I was kind of looking at some stuff uh, on Twitter and see what was going on, make make sure you don't miss anything. And there has been some uh, belief that maybe T- T- uh, Taysom Hill can clear protocol this week, but we'll see. Because, I mean, he did not practice. There was all DNP last week. So there's steps of the protocol he has to go through, and he didn't even start them. But we'll see. So oh, wow. there, I think there is some belief that Taysom Hill could return this week. And if he can, like I said, I do think that he would be uh, near the top of the guys that I would want to uh, roster, especially against Atlanta. Uh, what about Tannehill as a streaming option this week going up against the Rams? You know, obviously, you're going to be in a, a situation where you're probably going to have to pass more often. Is that a uh, is that a situation you're looking at, or would you rather pick up Wentz or Teddy? Um, so we have the Colts going up against the Jets. Teddy is going up against. I just said it. I would I probably thought... I would I would probably prefer Wentz because I mean you got. Um... With, with Wentz going against the Jets and then Tannehill going against the Rams, like I. Like I, like I said, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. But, that, I mean, you're still facing one of the best defenses. And now they're going to get have Vaughn Miller uh, <laughs> back there as well with Aaron Donald. Like, uh, yeah. Um, I would probably lean towards going with Wentz in this game. But I think further after that, we're, we're, I think in better matchups, uh, Tannehill uh, is going is, is gonna to be pretty viable. Yeah, Jedi obviously kept talked about James Robinson dodging major injury, could possibly play this week. I mean, if you're desperate, I, I guess Hyde, you know, you could add him, but hopefully, you know, you have the ability to go and grab some of the other guys that I talked about during the running back portion of the show. I mean, I, I just, you know, Hyde's dusty and it's it's still the Jags. So yeah, I, and, I, I they're wouldn't... facing the Bills this week, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I, I don't want any part of any 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 running back. Right, yeah, let's, well, right. at least guys like this uh, going against the Bills. Michael Chap is three and five. Herbert and Keenan Allen. If I can do Gaskin for Hurst, should I go after him or no? Herbert has been so inconsistent this year. He has, and I actually, uh, you know, in my own home league, I own Justin Herbert, and I concur that he had that stretch of those three straight games where he just kind of went off, and then the last few weeks just hasn't really been the same, and. You know, even yesterday, uh, he came out great. looked looked like it was going to be a good week. He scored that uh, touchdown to start uh, to start to start the, uh, the week or the the first quarter off, and then kind of fell apart after that. I think he did score one last you know garbage time touchdown that kind of saved his day a little bit. But I just don't like trading for quarterbacks. It's kind of the same thing I said. Like I don't think you're doing yourself. And if you then you have Herbert, it hurts. And I don't love it. Like. I would say no. I, I would say if if you feel that way about uh, about Justin Herbert, then I would uh, rather just stream on certain matchups and stuff like that. I'm not. I, I just don't want to trade for a quarterback. And like like you like, like we kind of talked about with Malcolm Brown out and and gone, like Miles Gaskin probably sees just yeah. continues to see a bigger workload. And I don't like trading running backs because I know people will say, "Well, I'm deep at running back," but as we've seen, one. these guys get hurt at such an incredible rate that that could change in an instant. And so uh, you can go from somebody who has a lot of, you know, three or four running backs you feel great about to maybe having one or two, you know, I mean, the good news is hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully 
CMC is supposed to be back this week. He is eligible to return this week. And there's been strong feelings that he can, barring a setback. So if he doesn't have a setback, he is expected to return this week. Uh, and then you also have Saquon, who you know started to ramp up a little bit last week, started to get in uh, some work on the side. And there was some thought that maybe he could return for week eight. But it was reported that he probably is better off. He's probably not going to come back to week nine. And so I think there's a real shot that, he, that Saquon returns week nine. And so we could get him back. Dave Montgomery's eligible to return this week, but we have no timetable whatsoever. Matt Nagy did discuss him today and said that, um, basically said that he's improving every day. Nothing else. He has not practiced yet. He has not done anything. And so we'll see on David Montgomery as well. So we're hopefully going to get some of these guys back, right? And so, but I don't like trading running backs because of this. Because any week you could lose a couple of these guys. And now you go, you have depth. So now you have none. Speaking of trading running backs and speaking of depth, Santiago wants to know if uh, if you would trade Mixon and Carter for Dalvin Cook. No, I would not. Uh, I mean, Dalvin Cook hasn't looked like great this year. I mean, he's been he's been okay. He's he's had some good starts, and then he's been hurt, you know, and stuff like that, and so dealing with all that stuff. I think Dalvin Cook could turn it around, but Joe Mixon has looked great, and then Michael Carter. I told you it was coming. Told you it was coming. And Love it came. It. And he dropped 30 fantasy points yesterday. Because I just think he's going to continue to get fed the passing, uh, pass-catching volume. Right? When you have quarterbacks like Mike White, they're going to look to check down. And that's exactly what he did. He went with the short and intermediate stuff. And, you know, I think guys like Michael Carter is going to be the beneficiary of that. And so I'm not trading Michael Carter right now. I think I think he is a absolute uh, buy. Yeah. Love to see it. Mark that down on things you love to see. Yongo is a uh, has a fantasy um, fantasy matchup on the line here. She has Hill. Opponent has Kelsey with a three point lead. Full PPR. That's that's close. It's gonna be really close. I mean, it's, that's close. It's, for the most part, it's usually like a Hill or Kelsey type game. Right. And I don't really lean one over the other tonight. Uh, in this in this in this game. Um, we know the Giants' secondary is not good, but it's all going to depend on how this team responds. I mean, we know that the Chiefs are coming off probably the worst loss I've ever seen. Uh, from Actually, not I think. I know it's the worst loss I've ever seen with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. And this is at home. It's on Monday Night Football, so obviously they should come out hyped. But I think it's going to be close. I would say it's a 50-50 shot because we know Hill could go off for you know, 40 fantasy points and just crush. But it's also, you know, maybe he gets 12 fantasy points and, 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 and Travis Kelsey, they're both banged up. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. But I would say it's 50-50 at best. Here another one, another matchup on the line. Uh, she has Booker or Tony versus Daryl Williams. And now this other opponent has a 10-point lead, full PPR. Rocking with Tony for the upside, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I, the, only, the only concerning part would be is a re-injury and then he's out again, right? But right. Uh, I, th- I think you got to go, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, but if you need upside anyway, you know, if it were just Booker or Tony and you need to make up ten points, Booker's probably the play. But the fact they have Daryl Williams on the other side as well, go uh, go Tony there. Uh, Derrick Henry back in time for the fantasy playoffs doesn't really seem like it. You know, hopefully you have an IR spot where you can hold him. They just came out and said six to 10 weeks. Six would be super, super crazy to see that more likely in the eight week t- 
time frame and we're already what week nine so it doesn't leave a lot of room or a lot of hope but it's it's possible like i said hopefully you either have deep benches where you can hold them or an ir spot where you can stash him so just by looking at it just kind of looking at the weeks we have left to kind of see where we stand with this um we're looking at about what i would say i think that's like week 15 18, 17, 16. So, yeah, we've got week 16 would put him right around eight weeks out, right? Yeah. And so that's obviously the week before. Yeah, the week before uh, the fantasy championships. So you'd get him for the basically the fantasy playoffs if he's able to get back by week eight. Because week eight would put him right around, you know, the 21st of December. And that would be week 16. So that would put him right around the start of the fantasy playoffs. So yeah, so I mean, yeah. also I, I would also say that it's also greatly going to depend on where the Titans stand at that time. If the Titans just go on a losing yeah. streak and they're done, you know, and let's say they, they they're not going to be able to make the playoffs. I know right now they're in great shape with their record, um, but if they go and lose, you know, five or six of these next games, and they somehow you know get get supplanted by like the Colts, you know, the Colts take take over this division, you know, uh, maybe they don't bring them back. Yes, AP is working out for the Titans, which I just, just why? Honestly, like why? Why? What? I, w- I don't whatever. understand. I never, ever understand those moves that, that why are we bringing in this guy? Like, I guess he's a known commodity. He's a name. But, like, there has to be somebody that you could trade or, trade for around the league that maybe has a little more juice than this. You, I mean, one would think, right? One would think. Anyway, uh, the Grizz Monday Night Football tonight, Dante Pettis or Demarcus Robinson? Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, it looks like uh, Slayton is definitely back. Shepard should be back. So, you know, Dante the, Pettis. The Grizz. Is, is Byron Pringle out there? Is he available? Because that's who I would want. It's not Demarcus Robinson. It's, By- it's Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle, actually, last week, I think he had, like, Six catches for 70 yards or something last week. I think he led you guys for yeah. receiving production. And so, like, if Byron, I don't know if he is, but if, if Byron Pringle's out there, add him. Do not add Demarcus Robinson. But if you don't have a choice, I, yeah, with, I mean, with Slayton and Shepard and yeah, Canary's telling me back, like, Pettis. I don't think Pettis would be, I guess it's Demarcus Robinson, but I wouldn't feel great about it. What about Diggs and Mixon for Jefferson and Cook? Is that closer than Mixon and Carter for no. Cook? I don't want, especially, I, I don't want Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, uh, two guys from the same team, right? Yeah. His chances of both of them going off in the same game is not great. And so it's kind of like one or the other. And so, no, I would much rather have Diggs and Mixon. Panthers D or Cowboys D next week for Pierce. Um, Panthers go up against the Patriots, Cowboys up against the, the Broncos. I would probably lean the Panthers if they're if they're available, um, or if you have them, I would not pick up the Cowboys defense. I would just go Panthers going up against uh, Mac Jones. I know Mac Jones looked pretty good as of late, but he's still been turning the ball over a little bit. Um, as of last week, he was I think maybe tenth in sacks, something like that. So you can definitely get there. Obviously with. Uh, Shaq being back, that was a big boost for that Panthers defense. Still have, you know, Brian Burns, Gross Matos, 
And then um, Stephon Gilmore made his uh, debut for the Panthers last week as well. And then you have the uh, the revenge narrative going up against the Pats as well. So I would lean Carolina first and then the Cowboys second. Porter, it does not look like he's going to be out for the season, but like uh, Kev was just saying, a lot of it's going to depend on where they sit whenever it's time for Henry to come back. If they, you know, if they just go end up only winning one or two of the next few games and they're completely out of it, it's not going to make sense to bring him back. And last one here, we'll wrap this up. Jedi mind tricks. Should I try, should I try trading Chubb for Henderson? I don't think you're going to be able to with Chubb coming off the injury and not really playing that great. I don't know if you'd, I don't think you'd be able to make that move. Honestly. Yeah. But if you could, man, did I ever think I would be here? Right. But the opportunity that, that Daryl Henderson's seeing so massive right now. And I just don't think in a much better offense. Yeah. And Chubb's still not seeing the pass catching work. I mean, they gave that to, you know, I mean, he got like one target, I think. And then uh, Conklin going out yesterday as well was a big hit for that offensive line. So, yeah, I think I would if you can. Yeah, I mean, I I think I would. The only thing that scares me about Daryl Anderson is if he can stay healthy or not. But as long as he can, then, yeah, I I think moving – yeah, I think he is. I think that's what I would do. Crazy to say. Yeah, I know. Did not think that we would be saying that at this point of the season but guys that is going to wrap it up uh if you would like to the discord is absolutely free if you want to jump into the tfa community with the rest of us we're always over there talking trades and waivers and starts and sets that sort of thing dfs props all of it we got you covered from a to z over there i'll also be dropping a link for some tfa merch if you would like to buy some we have shirts hoodies long sleeve tees we have women's tees as well so we got you covered over there on the merch side as well. So um, rankings coming out on Wednesday. Obviously, this is the waivers and streamer show, so nothing else coming out. If any big trade kind of happens, we'll make sure we come out with a reaction piece to that as well. But that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Good luck tonight for those of you who who have anything riding on Monday Night Football. And uh, let's get ready for week nine. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.